Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion. Welcome back to the Everyday Saturday podcast. I had a great question asked of me in my living room last evening. Of all places in my living room, I want to share the answer with you and a bit of a, an analogy I think is really going to resonate with you. So let's dive right into it. You know, I'm always looking for the next great coaching client. Uh, if you're interested in working one-on-one to really solidify your message and blast it out to the world, why wouldn't you want to do that? Get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com, put you to the front of the line, launchwithsam.com, and let's get on a call and talk about you and your message, okay? So we were celebrating, as I mentioned yesterday, our daughter Susan turned seven years old. We had a birthday party yesterday at the house. Uh, My daughters were there, my wife, obviously Susan was there because it's her birthday, and my daughter from uh, college, Madeline, was home. Uh, she came up the road from the University of Cincinnati. And her boyfriend, Curtis, asked me a question. I thought it was a great question. And I'm going to share the answer with you. So we're hanging out in the living room after, you know, we opened up presents and had cake and ice cream and all that stuff. And Curtis said, uh, what do you like best about being an entrepreneur? And I thought that was a really great question from such a young lad. I said, geez. I wish I would have even known about becoming an entrepreneur back when I was your age. I never had any blueprint. No one in my family was a business owner, entrepreneur. All I knew was what I knew. You know, mom worked a shift at the local factory and she came home. She went to a job every day. And I mean, that was it. Work, get paid. Uh, She raised eight kids by herself. God love her. I have no idea still how she did that. But that was all I ever knew. And I didn't even really know into my 20s about what it was like to be an entrepreneur. Now, certainly, I knew people that sold real estate or insurance and things like that. But I didn't understand the concept. I didn't know that, for for example, one of the major differences is when you're an employee, you get your paycheck every week or every two weeks, whatever that looks like. And the government takes out what their share is and you get what's left, you know. And as an entrepreneur, you get paid and you take out your share and the government gets what's left. And that's perfectly legal to do. There's a lot of write-offs, a lot of incentives, a lot of great things that you can do when you own your own business. And so that was really one of the biggest things at the time that I thought, wow, what a big difference. You know, putting more money in my pocket. Who wouldn't want to put more money in their pocket? And then when it really, as I shared with you yesterday, became increasingly obvious, the biggest, the biggest uh, benefit to being an entrepreneur is freedom. I'm not saying you don't work a lot. You'll work a lot. Sometimes you'll work more as an entrepreneur during the day than you ever did at a job, but you're building something for you. You're not building something for somebody else. And that's a big, big difference. I mean, that's a that's a huge deal. That, that can't just be kind of like an asterisk. Oh, but by the way, you know, you're building something for you. Not That's a big deal. That's a really, really big differentiator there because, you know, people are like, damn, Sam, you, you, you completely ripped out 
you know, all your 401k money, 300 grand. Yeah. And you paid a 10% penalty. Yeah, sure did. Paid 30 grand to take out 300. Yep, sure did. Paid an additional 28% tax. Well, I didn't really pay an additional amount of tax because I had all those write-offs. I mean, I didn't make any money my first five years. So it was all just pure straight losses on my tax return. So yeah, I didn't pay taxes outside of what you normally got to pay regardless when self-employment tax, social security, things like that. This isn't a tax thing. This is mainly just a mindset uh, podcast to share with you why it's so important to be an entrepreneur. But if you can rip out 300 grand and build a million dollar business, do you think that's a good return on your investment? Oh, seems, seems like a pretty good. Now there's no guarantee you could lose it all and just go back to a job like I did in term, you know? So look, a lot of variables can happen. Uh, but I think I have a uh, irrational amount of confidence for somebody that shouldn't have this much confidence. I just, there's, it's just the way, you know, I've always been, I don't know if it's a deflection mechanism, maybe it's making up for, you know, some sort of mindset thing I got going on, lack of, I don't know, maybe it's a, you know, they, they talk about, you talk, you know, going to a therapist and you share, you know, your biggest defense mechanism is you're really confident. Well, I have an unusual amount of confidence in my ability to create value and share it with people. I just do. I used to stress out a lot about it when I first got started because all I ever knew was to, hey, you got to be doing this. You got to get up early and you got to work and you can't, if you get done before six at night, uh, you're slacking. I kept that with me way after I left my job. It took me five years to get rid of that mentality that, you know, I could actually go and take a four hour break if I wanted to and figure it out either later or the next day. When you're free, you can do that. When you're not free, you can't. And that's the biggest difference. And that's when I answered the question to Curtis and said, look, the biggest, the thing I love the most is being free. And I mean, look at Susan. We we're watching her uh, play with her presents that she opened up, you know, all these Barbie dolls and stuff. I go, that kid right there, I spent every day for 221 days with her. I couldn't do that. Imagine asking your boss for the day off every day for nine months. You wouldn't be able to do it. Imagine all the stress you'd carry with you to the job. I brought my laptop to Children's Hospital, worked from there, worked in the parking lot, recorded a podcast, just like I'm doing now in the car. And the, you know, the, it's, it's just, if you think about this as well, most people are like, uh, dogs that have these pet containment systems, you know, invisible fence. I have two border collies and we have an acre of land and we have invisible fence and the invisible fence contains the dogs. They know not to go out there. Now they've never been shocked because border collies are super smart. I think they might be the smartest breed. Somebody, I think I read that online once, but anyway, when we, when we had them as, you know, puppies, maybe six, eight months, six to eight months old, the guy that installed the invisible fence took them around and he associated the beeping with the white flag. And that's all they needed to know. They just figured out it was danger. They never got shot. I'm sure some dogs do, but we act as humans that we've got those same shock collars on. Whoop, can't go and build a business online. Whoop, shock. Whoop, can't quit my job. Oh, I'll get shocked. You know, can't go buy a piece of real estate. Shock. You know, and we got to just stay within this containment system that we've built for ourselves, mainly this life that, you know, we got to have the McMansion in the suburbs. We got to have a couple of cars. What are people going to say about, of course, we got to entertain, you know, we need a patio, got to have that patio stained and maybe a four season room and, you know, a a lawn care. We feel like we're, we're, we're trapped. We've built this life, but what we've really built is we built a prison and we've built this, you know, invisible fence around all of the different things. There's so much waiting for you outside of that invisible fence. And don't worry, you're not going to get shocked if you try, unless you consider failing that. But geez, if you're afraid to fail, yeah, stay in a job because that's only reserved for people that are willing to give it a shot, you know, and you don't got to succeed much. I'm thinking, you know, you try a hundred times, you succeed once, you're fine. And most of the stuff I tried doesn't work. I've shared that with everybody, you know, 
like all the all the things I'd say all the stupid things I've done. They weren't really stupid. I gained wisdom. You never really lose. You just you win or you learn and you gain so much wisdom by failing. But in a job, it's counterintuitive. You don't want to fail. It looks bad. You're not going to get your bonus or you're not going to get promoted or people are going to laugh at you and it's just going to look bad when you fail. You know, when you're an entrepreneur, the goal is to fail and fail quickly so you can figure out what doesn't work. And if you fail five times in a row, now you figured five different ways this doesn't work. But what's waiting for you outside of that containment system that you've built is a completely new life that, uh, you know, a lot of people experience, especially in this digital marketing age when you could just take your message like what I do and talk into a phone. I'm talking into a phone right now without a microphone. I can't figure out why I couldn't get my microphone to work on my iPhone about two months ago. So I bought an Android Samsung phone, plugged a mic into that and it's still static. Yeah, I have no idea why. I haven't even taken the time to research it because this mic sounds good enough. You know, and I get a kick out of people when they launch a podcast like, oh, I got this mic in the studio. You don't need any of that because if you got a great message, you know, you could speak into a tin can. People are going to lean their ear in to hear it, you know, especially if you really have something that they want and they desire and you can help them with a the result, you know. So don't get caught up in all of those, those shiny objects. But boy, what you really need, you need to bust through that containment system, you know. You need to just go running through that. And funny enough, I don't know if my dogs know this, but I think if they just like took off running and just flew through where those barriers, I don't think they'd get shot because I think it takes like a few seconds for between the uh, the beep and the shock to hit their, and when they get shocked, it's not, it does, it, you know, it is an uncomfortable feeling for them, but it's not like they're, they're in the electric chair or anything like that, you know? But we as an adult act like we can't even go outside that force field, man, because, oh, that's prohibited. Well, if that was the case, how would anybody become an entrepreneur? How would anybody do it? You know, it would never get done. There's somebody had to have tried it. Somebody had to have success. Somebody had to do it. And oh, by the way, they weren't smarter than you. You know, they weren't wealthier than you. They weren't better looking or nothing like that. They just tried. What they did is they just said, to hell with it. I'm just going to do it. And that was it. That was really all it took. I wish I could complicate it more. It'd be great. I could, I could sound like Socrates or something. You know, I'd go, oh, let me tell you all the different formulas. No, they just said, to hell with it. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And uh, if I fail, I fail. But I'll tell you what, I, I I desire freedom a lot more than I desire security. So give me that. Give me that all day long. So there we are. You know, we've built, as Americans especially, but people all around the all around the globe, we have built our own invisible fence. We stay within the boundaries. We don't try anything new. And we just, we think that, we equate that with being safe. You know, like my dogs, the reason we have a visible fence is because they get hit by a car. You know, we just, we got to have some kind of fence to keep them in. But that makes sense for you doesn't make any sense. There's nothing safe about playing it safe. That's the least safe thing you can do because experiencing life at this level with all this freedom that you can have that's waiting for you and doing something that you love, whoo, I guess we would call that everyday being Saturday, right? Am I right? All right, let's go. Let's have a day today. You ready? Let's go have the best day ever. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.